Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Yisro. Whoa. First of all, Yisro contains 17 mitzvot, three positive, and 14 restrictions. But listen carefully. If I were to ask anybody, what was clearly the singular most important event in world history? And the answer is the revelation at Sinai, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu pronounced the Aseres Hadibros to at least two million Jews at Sinai. No other people, no other religion can make any such claim. They claim that God appeared to their leader, their prophet. Maybe he did, maybe he didn't. But you have to take that person's word for it. For us, we were there. And each one told their child, every father, every mother. And that tradition continues to this very day. Before I begin, I'd like to make a suggestion to enhance your Shabbos table tonight and or tomorrow. What are the Aseris Adibros? And I'm not asking, number one is, there's a God, number two, not to have, no. I'm asking from a perspective, what are the Ten Commandments? The Rabban teaches in his commentary on the second set of the Ten Commandments. What are the Ten Commandments? We underwent Gerus conversion and became a Jewish nation at Sinai. The Talmud says that a male requires one, circumcision, two, the acceptance of mitzvot, three, immersion in a mikvah. We had circumcision when we left Egypt. We recited Nasev Nishma. We committed ourselves to 613 at Sinai prior to the giving of the Torah. And we have, therefore, going to the mikvah, all three at Sinai. Now, what do we do when a non-Jew wishes to convert? And the answer is, we initially try to dissuade them. If they persist, we are taught that you give them a sampling, some of the kalos, some of the easier laws, and some of the chamuros, some of the more strict laws. Says the Ramban, that's what this is. The Ten Commandments are that sampling. The Ten Commandments are some easy and some hard to initiate the Jewish people into the Torah life. I strongly recommend that you start with number one, the belief in God, and who's a personal God, who's involved in our lives, is that easy or hard? Number two, number five, number seven, number nine. Go back and forth and see what the response is. Some 
have to be easy. Some have to be more challenging. Hatzlacha in this beautiful encounter between yourselves and your Shabbos guests. Okay, I'd like to uh, focus on a very interesting phenomena which takes place at um, Har Sinai. Now, it's fascinating to note that there was a most interesting development that took place prior to the revelation at Sinai. In Parshas Yisro, that we're going to read tomorrow, in chapter 19, Pasuk 9, we see that the original plan was for Hashem to come to Moshe in the thickness of the cloud, and the people of Israel would hear and be completely convinced that it was Hashem communicating with Moshe. And as a result, they will believe in you, Moshe, Moshe Emes, Visoraso Emes, but their role at Harsinai was to be that they would hear Hashem speak to Moshe. All right? The exact wording is they will hear you. The essence of this verse is teaching that Hashem was satisfied with the people being spectators. Hashem was convinced that they would know that is Hashem communicating to Moshe and they would thus be able to follow his Torah as they would be convinced it came from Hashem. However, the Pasa continues that Moshe related the words of the people to Hashem. While we are not told in the text what the response of the people was to Hashem's initial plan, Rashi cites the Mechilta that the people said, thanks but no thanks. They, the people, want to hear the revelation directly from Hashem. For one cannot compare hearing from a messenger to actually hearing from the king himself. And what emerges, therefore, is something fantastic. You ask for it, you get it. As a result of asking for more, they were then instructed how to prepare themselves to receive prophecy. They were to immerse in a mikvah. They were to abstain from their wives for three days. And it's fascinating to note, as the Torah teaches in Bamidbar, chapter 12, Pesach 6, 7, and 8, of the basic differences between the prophecy of Moshe to that of all the other prophets. The other prophets received their prophecy in a vision, in a dream. Avram Avinu was told to take Yitzchak to the Akedah in a dream. And Moshe was the only prophet to whom Hashem would communicate literally mouth to mouth as one individual would speak to another. Now, there's a prevalent custom to stay awake the entire night of Shavuos. And some explain it, that this was to atone for the Jewish nation that overslept the night before Kabbalah Satorah. 
before they receive the Torah, and therefore we correct their mistake. Now I ask you, could they really oversleep that morning when they knew that they would be experiencing prophecy? The answer is that they thought they would be receiving prophecy while they slept. They thought they would get it in a dream, in a vision. Instead, they were upgraded to obtain prophecy on the highest level as Moshe. And all this occurred because they asked for it. They wanted greater closeness and intimacy with Hashem, and He responded in kind. Now this idea that if one doesn't yearn and pine for greater knowledge of Hashem, one does not receive it, can be seen from the Medrash Rabbah on Shmos, Chapter 3, Paragraph 1. At the burning bush, when Hashem first appears to Moshe, we are taught that Moshe hid his face, for he was afraid to gaze upon Hashem. Now, interestingly, later on in Shmos, Chapter 33, Pasuk 18, Moshe asks Hashem, Show me your glory. Understood by our rabbis to mean that Moshe was asking to understand Hashem. And the Gemara in Brachos 8.8 interprets this to mean that Moshe was questioning how Hashem runs the world. Why is it that the righteous suffer? Why is it that the wicked prosper? And the Medrash teaches that Hashem responds to Moshe and says, When I wanted... To teach you, you, Moshe, declined by, birth, by turning your face from me. Now that you are requesting of me, I will turn my face from you and deny you your request. Unbelievable. Now, Ramosha Feinstein's Hatzal, in his Sefer on the Torah, teaches undoubtedly Moshe turned away from God out of the sense of complete and total humility, feeling unworthy of such a magnificent revelation to God, of God to him. But Hashem was teaching Moshe that one's quest for knowledge should often override the derech eretz of humility. Moshe, according to this opinion in the Medrash, was taken to task for not being more proactive in seizing the moment for greater spirituality. Not asking for it was an opportunity lost. And therefore, at the beginning of chapter 19 in Parshas Yisro that we're going to read tomorrow, we are taught of the events leading up to the revelation at Sinai. Verse 1 teaches that the children of Israel arrive at the wilderness of Sinai. Verse 3 tells us that Moshe ascended to God, and then Hashem called to him from the mountain. Notes the Orachayim HaKadosh. Is it not strange that Moshe should ascend prior to being summoned by Hashem? 
And he answers most excitingly that Moshe was told that the burning bush that 50 days after the exodus from Mitzrayim, the nation would worship Hashem on this mountain. It appears that Moshe learned from his prior mistake at the bush. And as soon as they arrived at the mountain, Moshe and his excitement and enthusiasm could not be restrained. And, and as we are taught, Ahava mekalkeles es hashura, meaning love conquers all, Moshe's love for Hashem propelled him to ascend the mountain, defying the usual protocol of not entering the different domain prior to being summoned and invited. We find this theme repeated in the Torah, in Shmos, where it says in Shmos, Lamed Gimel Zayin, so it would be that whoever would seek Hashem would go out to the tent of meeting. And the Targum on the words, Kol Mevakesh Hashem, translates it as Kol Diktava Olpan, meaning whoever would seek instruction from before Hashem would go out to the house of study, which was outside the camp. One has to be a mavakesh, you have to seek Torah, and then they are rewarded with spiritual success. The above sources demonstrate that to achieve success in Torah and spiritual growth, one has to work at it and demonstrate the readiness to put in time and effort. And this was demonstrated on a communal level, the incredible revelation at Sinai that was attained by the, by the burning desire for prophecy, and on the individual level where Moshe cannot be restrained from running up to the mountain. Now what lesson might there be for each and every individual who most often says to himself, of what significance am I in this world? So to each and every person, I'd like to refer them to the Talmud and Sanhedrin 37a, whereby we are taught that each individual is to say to himself, Bishvili Nivra Olam, the world was created for me. Rather than believe that they are insignificant, each person must realize that each individual is truly a world unto themselves. As taught in the Gemara Brachos 58a, just as each individual's face is unique, so too is each individual's mind unique. Each person must realize that they were born at a particular time, in a particular place, for them to make their unique contribution to their society and indeed the world. And just as Moshe cannot be restrained from running up the mountain, defying proper protocol, each Jew who is charged to love Hashem, as is taught in the first paragraph of the Shema, V'yohafta Eis Hashem Elokecha, we demonstrate this love by our desire to be close to Him, which is accomplished by greater fulfillment of studying His Torah and the performance of mitzvot. And finally, in the Kiddush that we say every Friday night, it's understandable that we say Zecher Lemasei Bereshis, because after all, Shabbos is the commemoration of just that.
that Hashem is the creator. But why do we bring in Seichel Yitzias Mitzrayim? So I'd like to suggest that the word Mitzrayim comes from Meitzar, which means a boundary. Seichel Yitzias Mitzrayim. While this is not the literal translation, can well be understood to mean the ability of man to break out of and not be limited by the usual boundaries with which he or society have surrounded him. Shabbos, with its neshama yaseira, additional soul, is a weekly charge for greater intimacy with Hashem, urging us to follow the pristine example of our forefathers at Sinai, to be a participant and constantly go beyond in future growth and development rather than be a spectator and watch many golden opportunities slip by. Shabbat Shalom to all.